If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show for those that want to watch this lovely face, which is a face for radio, live or on demand, as long as our friends at Facebook allow us to do that, which currently they are allowing us to do that. Who knows? If they'll change their opinions here in the next 45 seconds. But nonetheless, you can see us there. Hour two, by the way, I should add, is also on YouTube. And here in the not-too-distant future, we're going to be uh, streaming multiple locations, multiple platforms, uh, both hours. So just got a few few things to uh, get set up with the software. But anyway, good to be here. Thank you for joining us. I want to start, start today with something that a buddy of mine had forwarded. Uh, to me last night, told me, uh, forwarded this to me late last night, um, actually from JDOT, JDOT, for those of you that have listened for some time, JDOT's the one that, I need to get JDOT to do a three and three, lighten the mood around here as we head into the election and give us a little chance to chuckle with a patented JDOT three and three, but don't have one of those today. Instead, I have the article that he sent me late, uh, late last night. Headline of this article is this, exclusive. This is an Axios.com. Dem group, Democrat group, warns of apparent Trump election day landslide. Now, I want you to read this. All right, well, you, I'm going to read, read part of this to you. I want to read this to you. How about that? A top Democratic data and analytics firm told Axios on HBO it's highly likely that President Trump will appear. Now just listen to this and think what they're really what this is really telling you, telling us. It will appear that President Trump will have won. It will uh, the election potentially in a landslide on election night even if he ultimately loses when all the votes are counted. So they're already, I just want you to take that top paragraph and I want this to just, I just want us to digest what we've been told here. So a top democratic and analytics firm, right? So Democrats who are analyzing data, telling us what that data means, election data, blah, blah, blah. And they say, it's going to appear, appear, 
that President Trump will have won on election night, potentially in a landslide. So they're already setting the stage. They're setting the stage for the expectation of Trump appearing. Do not lose track of that word because if you read further down down the list, it says this, why this matters. They write, way more Democrats will vote by mail than Republicans due to fears of the coronavirus. No word if Nancy Pelosi is afraid of coronavirus in San Francisco. I will talk about that as well, how she gives herself special privileges. That no other. Politicians are remarkable in how they do this, and they justify themselves. Oh, they justify themselves. No one can work or cut hair, but Nancy Pelosi can get her hair done in San Francisco. Anyway, back to the article here. It will take days, if not weeks, to tally these, referring to referring to votes that came in by mail. This means Trump's uh, Trump, thanks to Republicans doing almost all of their voting in person, could hold big electoral college and popular vote leads on election night. Then it's got a couple of bullet points here. Imagine America with its polarization and misinformation. If the vote tally swings wildly toward Joe Biden and Trump loses days later as the mail ballots are counted. Next bullet point here says that is what this group, Hawkfish, which is funded by Michael Bloomberg, big money Michael Bloomberg, who spent something like $9 million a vote. I'm making that number up, but it was an astonishing number of, well, I shouldn't say vote, uh, $9 million or $10 million or $15 million or $2 million, some some outrageous number on the number of delegates he actually ended up with. But anyway, um, also does not work for the DNC and the pro-Biden super PACs. It is uh, it's a warning that is very real, if not uh, foreordained not a foreordained outcome. So in other words, they're setting the expectation, folks. They're setting the expectation here and the groundwork so that they can, dare I say it, <clears throat> excuse me, steal the election. Now, I, I go back in time. Now, I understand. I understand what's being said here. They're not downright coming out and saying, um, you know, this is how we're going to steal the election, as though we... I guess some people expect folks like this to say this. Give me a second here. Took a drink of water there for a second. So, as I'm watching Nancy Pelosi in the background get her hair done, while no one else in San Francisco could until yesterday. Remarkable stuff. But anyway, so they are they are telling us really the game plan here, which is, Be prepared for Trump to win in a landslide. Appear for Trump to appear to win in a landslide on election night. But you see, all these Democrats are voting by mail because they're scared of the coronavirus, right? All these mail-in ballots are going to come in. I guess on election night, this is one way of looking at it. In fact, I have friends who will tell me on election night in Indiana, there's a couple of counties— particularly Lake County up in northwest Indiana, Chicagoland area. The region, as I learned, is what it's called when uh, when I went to Butler. I had no idea what the region was until my first day at 
practice at Butler back in 1996. Everyone said that they were from the region. I had no idea what they were talking about. Turns out it means the the region surrounding Chicago, which is rather large. I've since learned as well. But anyhow, that county is always one of the last to report. Now, granted, there's the time difference between you know Chicago's central time, so that part of the state is an hour behind the rest of the state, that in Evansville. But <clears throat> but they the votes come in, and I have friends who jokingly, half jokingly, half jokingly, half not jokingly say um <laughs> they're tallying how many votes they need to send in so as to tip this in the direction of of the Democrat candidate, which of course is a half joke, half not joke. So that appears to be the groundwork that they're setting here for this election in November, which is just now two two months away. Folks, we're down to two months, the last two months. We haven't seen a debate yet. We're going to see a legend, supposedly, who knows what the Biden team will ultimately decide as far as what they want to do with that. Probably hide this guy in the closet as long as they can, and I cannot blame them based upon what we see every time he comes out. But nonetheless, nonetheless, they are setting the groundwork for, they're, they're basically telling us, they're basically setting the expectation that there's going to be enough votes come in by mail at some point. Who knows? Who knows how long they want to give themselves to? Maybe these votes come in in January, right? I mean, this this is it's a remarkable thing. I, I would think if you want your mail-in ballot, if you want to request an absentee ballot, I mean, you have so much time to the the, the idea. That this is either complicated or um, you know something that the average person cannot figure out is just really truly silliness. But they act like there's, you know, these ballots are going to be coming in so late because people wait. I mean, I, I, I don't know the rules. I feel like when I did it, they had to receive the ballot by when I voted absentee. I feel like they had to receive the ballot by a certain time, maybe even before Election Day. Seems like a reasonable thing to, to want the ballots all there so that they can count them. But you think about this. You think about what they've said. They've already set the expectation here that. Trump might win and maybe appear, excuse me, appear to win in a landslide on election night, appear, only to have that appearance of a victory shattered days later, perhaps weeks later, when all the votes against him come trickling in through the mail system. The mail system, which is run by the post office, which is... The, the union, the postal union, has supported Joe Biden. So we've got a bunch of Biden supporters out there carrying in ballots that there's no way, um, especially in some states, there's definite concerns on if there's mass voting by mail, um, who's actually casting these ballots, where these ballots are coming from. We've got video evidence of a postal worker dumping postcards of a Republican candidate in the trash. So you wonder... What are they going to do? Um, you know, are they going to do other things with this? It just it just opens up. 
They want to tell us that there's no room for no room for any uh, voter fraud through vote by mail, but yet it seems to me that there's all sorts of opportunities for there to be voter fraud, especially if this is done on a large a large scale. So they've set this expectation. They've set this expectation that Trump's going to look like he's going to wallop Biden on election night and then only to have the election flip once they count all the votes days or perhaps even weeks later. So does that not, in your opinion, almost uh, seem to beg the question, or I guess you could say seem to set forth the very real possibility that they are expecting or they're opening the door for those who want to find a way to stack the ballot boxes uh, to 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 get other ways to get votes mysteriously appearing by mail. I'm I'm just envisioning what this looks like. This will be 2000 on on metaphorical steroids here. I mean, we had a complete debacle in the wake of the Bush victory over Gore with hanging chads and all that stuff and we had lawyers, we had the Supreme Court involved, all this stuff. Then Compare that to today, we may have ballots could be appearing from all sorts of places. And they're going to, I mean, you know, the Democrats are going to want to count every ballot, even if it's missed a deadline, even if it's got a, you know, was lacking a signature or whatever these things require. Whatever these things require, they're going to, they're just going to count these. They're going to want to count these because, again, I just it's just remarkable to me. You compare these two things, you compare 2020 to 2016 and Trump saying that the election was rigged and Hillary coming out and saying you are causing people to lose faith in our system. You're causing people to not believe in the authenticity of the final vote tally. What you're doing is undermining the American system and now since that time, we've had the Democrats do a complete 180 to where now, now they are telling us that Republicans are engaged in actively suppressing the vote. Republicans are engaged in trying to silence the voter. They've got people believing that the Electoral College is uh, everything from racist to, let me take your pick. It's not... You know, they, they misrepresent why it was established, what the purpose is. They talk about us having a democracy. We have a constitutional republic, certainly democratic aspects. Certainly, it's true that we have the ability to self-govern through our system, but it's not a pure democracy. But they're planning these things in our mind, and now they're planning in our minds the possibility, really the expectation, Trump is going to lose, win appear to win in a landslide on election night only to have ballots mysteriously appear over the course of time. And there's going to be enough to give this to Joe Biden. And I'm picturing lawsuits and arguments over where ballots came from. I'm picturing trunks full of ballots appearing that some some poll worker mysteriously found in his or her office or wherever it is, tucked away in some back mailroom in some obscure county in some 
Rust Belt state where they need a few hundred votes to tip the scales in favor of Biden. I mean, this opens up all sorts of those things. And I think I think our eyes need to shift to this, and that's why I started with it tonight. Our eyes need to shift to this. And I, I think I've seen even Heritage is sending out some information about the difference between poll workers versus poll observers, and maybe people need to think about that. I mean, I don't know. I just I I know that this we need to as bad as it is to say we need to look past even November third the actual vote on election day and we need to be prepared for all the shenanigans we're I mean we're quite possibly going to be subjected to the last thing this nation needs is for one candidate to look like they're clearly the victor either way. Look, the last thing we need is a Joe Biden candidacy. But if Joe Biden wins this election legitimately, that's just the way that it is, folks. And I, I hate to, you know, I hate the idea of a Biden presidency, but that's that's the way it works. That being said, that being said, if we get to the point, if we get to the point where it looks like one of the candidates, according to this report, Trump is trouncing Biden on election night, a few days later, suddenly Biden takes over the electoral college count because mysterious ballots began to appear and pop up everywhere. That's a that's a big problem. That is even worse than Biden clearly winning is if we have something like this. I, I just I don't see how I don't see how this is healthy for our our republic or our faith in our system, which is already of course in in shambles because of what we know about the deep state and the the way that these folks do things. But that's where this is headed. The groundwork has been laid. We no longer can look just at election day. We have to look past it and say, what are they going to try to do? How are they going to try to to win this thing? Dare I say, steal this thing. Anyway, more on this when we get back. I have to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So talking here about this piece in Axios, an exclusive piece where a group of Democrat analysts, data folks are basically, the name of the company is Hawkfish, John, or excuse me, Josh Mendelson, he's the CEO, says that there could be what is called, what he's calling a red mirage a red mirage, and in other words, meaning it could appear that President Trump on election night destroys Joe Biden on election day voting. In fact, one of the models, one of the models shows that on election night, Trump could lead in electoral votes 408 to 130. 408 to 130, but yet in this model, once all the mail-in ballots are counted, it would flip and Biden would win 334 to 204. I'm just – look, I'm not saying that this you – know, there's nothing here that may be accurate. I'm just saying that they are setting, setting the stage here to do whatever needs to be done to guarantee a victory. They've – to, to – 
to assume numbers like this of mail-in ballots and all that sort of stuff. I know there have been there have been a push for this and all this sort of thing. I mean, to the point to where if you see a someone taking a post office box, you know, one of the the boxes on the streets in, you see it, you see a mail truck. In fact, I saw recently a postal truck being towed. And I was waiting for someone to take a picture of it and say, this is evidence of Trump trying to steal the election, taking postal trucks right off the street so they can't collect mail, <laughs> mail-in ballots. Remarkable thing, the way that the radical left thinks, even though this sort of thing happens all the time. I mean, think about the size of the post office. Of course, of course there are trucks that are going to break down. Of course there are mailboxes that need to be replaced, repaired, uh, you know, painted, having the graffiti painted over that kind of stuff. This happens all the time. But yet now they're acting like it's part of this grand scheme by Trump to steal the election. And so now they're telling us this Democrat group in an exclusive, exclusive with Axios, telling Axios that, yes, it's going to look like on election night Biden gets demolished. Biden gets totally trounced. But that's only because Republicans haven't counted all the votes yet. Once those votes come in, Democrats are going to trounce President Trump. This is what the story is. This is what the narrative is. And I'm just saying prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. It doesn't end on November 3rd. Go back in history. Look at what they did to President Trump once they dried their tears in 2016. What did they do? They began immediately. It took them a week, I'd say. It took them a little bit of time to to dry the tears, to realize that the emotional service dogs were not going to help them cope with Trump being president. They woke up the next morning. He was still the president-elect. They woke up in January, January 20th or whatever it was. He was being sworn in. You know, they started, by the way, started burning down D.C. then. And, of course, that was Trump's fault. I see people say these sorts of things on social media with Kenosha. All that stuff's Trump's fault. Trump's fault. He's elected president. They'll say these these radical, uh, I mean, people that justify radical, violent behavior. Well, these folks didn't exist until Trump. Now they exist. Okay, so they're burning stuff down because Trump became president. So that's Trump's fault. You think about the logic, the Total lack of an ability to think logically, to think for oneself. It's absurd to think in terms like that, but this is how they supposedly quote-unquote think. It's really how they feel. In fact, they just don't want a Trump presidency so bad. They're willing to justify anything. Even even letting ballots, who knows where this is going to go, folks. Ballots coming in months later. I, I, I put no boundaries on what... Where, where they're willing to take this, what they're willing to say about this. So I just wanted to say this off the top here. I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to plant this. I wanted to put this out there for, uh, you know, for folks to be aware of. We always knew that they would do whatever they needed to do. They don't fight fair. Rahm Emanuel says never let a crisis go to waste. And if they can exploit this in some way, they absolutely will. And they, they have shown us who they are. They still, in many respects, have not ex- accepted that Trump's even the president since 2016. I guess since he was 
sworn in in January of 17. But nonetheless, you know what I mean. They just they, – they refuse to accept it. They say that he's really not the president. Hillary acts as though the popular vote is how she thought presidents were elected until election night, and she suddenly realized we had this thing called the Electoral College. People out there saying it's just it's just so terrible that she got three million more votes, and yet she's not our president, even though that's – them's the rules, folks. It doesn't matter. It's just whatever they can – Whatever they can do to further their cause, which includes a lot of things, which includes the destruction of the Electoral College, you know, people, if you could text to vote, they would be in favor of that. Just text a B or a T to this number if you're voting for Biden or Trump. I'm sure some Democrat has some cockamamie idea like this. Anyway, but this is important. This is how they are going to I – mean, election night could be an I, – I, I, I don't even know. You know, in 2016, I was we – were, we were live at Freedom, and, and maybe we'll look at doing that. I don't, I don't know if that's you know, something we can look at doing again or not. But we were on election night in 16, and I just – I remember I had to leave before I, we really knew Trump was, was president. I had a very strong feeling – um, but it was around midnight that I was going off air. But I had a strong feeling, although I couldn't announce it that night because there were still, of course, all sorts of chaos and, and it was completely unpredictable and Democrats were preparing the coronation of Hillary and all that stuff. But you know, thinking forward to this year, if, if this is what the battleground is going to look like for who wins this election, who knows when – this is finally going to be settled. Who knows? There's teams of attorneys all over the place, both sides talking about stealing elections, one side talking about fraud, the other side talking about Russians. <laughs> but anyway, buckle up. Again, we've seen nothing. We'll see. This, this is going to be a process whereby no one's going to forget this. No one's going to forget the election of 2020. It's going to make 2016 look like a cakewalk. Just prepare yourself. They can't stand another four years of Donald Trump. It triggers them in so many ways. It They suffer from PTSD from the election of 2016. And so they are not going to let this repeat itself if there's any way possible to do that. And they are trying to give themselves all sorts of opportunities to do that. So that being said, I'm going to take a break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about Princess Pelosi, who gets special treatment while the rest of San Francisco, who shut down until, I guess, yesterday, she gets special treatment, as most politicians decide to do. It's good. The rules they set are good for everyone else, but not for themselves. So we'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So I'm going to shift gears here and talk about Princess Pelosi here and how she gets special treatment in the COVID, uh, in, in the what the the coronavirus world in which 
we live and how the government of California has basically shut down, shut down civilization. I mean, we have Governor Newsom who doesn't let people sing in church. You think about the arrogance, the egos, the self-righteousness that they're dealing with. And this happens I'm just, look this happens from both political parties, but it happens on a <laughs> I think a grander scale with the radical left. So I have a friend who lives in where do he, he lives in um he lives a little bit south of San Francisco, about 90 miles. He's near Monterey, California. His wife, I mentioned this on here before. I just want to say this as I set up what I'm about to tell you about Pelosi and you may have seen a bit of this already, but his wife is an esthetician. She owns her own business. She'd been shut down for approximately six months. Six months. September 1st, as I understand it, yesterday was the day that regular people could actually, regular people, right? Not not Nancy Pelosi, Princess Pelosi types, but regular people could go and get services um, from these businesses that had been shut down by the authoritarians in the People's Republic of California. So during this this six-month period, my friend's wife was allowed, allowed to open her business for about two weeks, and then rioting started in California, and they shut her back down because there was a, a spike in, in COVID cases. Um, which, of course, as my friend pointed out, had nothing to do with the riots. Of course, it had to do with something else, probably Trump setting the vaccine loose in the in the People's Republic of California himself. And they'd been shut down ever since that time. So she does facials and she does waxing and things like that, his wife. He said that she was being very safe, only could have one client in her shop at a time. Everyone was wearing masks. They did some deep cleaning between every visit. All this stuff still could not open her business. Then, then they told her that she could open her business if it went outside. Now, she's an esthetician, right? So he just said, imagine, he told me, imagine having her go outside, you know, doing facials in the parking lot, doing Brazilian waxes out in the parking lot. Government doesn't see the problem with this. They they think they've solved the, the, the problem. They think they've given you a solution in California. Then on top of that, so on top of that stupidity, she had to renew her, her business license during this pandemic, right? 900 bucks to renew her business license, which she couldn't open because of the lovers of big government and the totalitarians in the People's Republic of California, elected officials, which, by the way, I mean, look, the people have elected these lunatics. The, the, the People's Republic of California is, is unhinged. It is completely – now, there's certainly places in California that are not radically insane, but there's big chunks of California, high populated, highly populated areas that are off the chart. So not only did she have to renew her business license for 900 bucks when she had no revenue, and why did she not have revenue? Well, it's because the business would not or the, the government would not allow her business to open. So on top of that, when they told her she could open outside and do the Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian waxes and facials in the parking lot, which is absurd, 
right? I mean, you know, women, if you're listening to my voice, husbands of, you know, wives, or if you have a girlfriend, if she talks about going, you know, to, to get, I don't know, a facial or pedicure, manicure, are, are you picturing this happening out in a, out in a blacktop parking lot? Right? I mean, with cars driving around, isn't part of this just to kind of relax? This is a silliness. This is the government solution. You can do it outside, but the best part is, the best part is you have to get a permit to operate outside. 250 bucks for that. It's insane what they've subjected people in the People's Republic of California to. It is absolutely insane. But you know who doesn't have to follow the rules? Nancy Pelosi. She's caught on video camera, surveillance camera. Someone uh, shared it. It looks like the, the owner of this this uh, hair salon has shared it with Fox News. And I'll talk about this after the break. But the day before, people could return go, you know, going to hairstylists, for example. Um, Nancy Pelosi decides that she's, she's good enough. She's got enough, I guess, personal clout or whatever it is to show up a day early before it's legal to do so. It's remarkable how these folks think. Makes you wonder, makes you wonder what else was happening during this time. Makes you wonder if, you know, what else was going on. But nonetheless, as my friend's wife is trying to keep her business afloat, paying for $900 business licenses and being told to open, you know, a pedicure station in the middle of the parking lot, but she has to pay $250 just to do that. Nancy Pelosi's out there getting special treatment, going inside salons. She's not out in the parking lot. She's getting treatment inside salons before anyone else can. Folks, that's wrong. I don't care your political affiliation. That's that's pathetic. That's exactly exactly the wrong sort of thing that should be happening in our government. These are remember these these folks these folks are public servants. Right? The servants, the servants who say that they've got special treatment. Is that how that works? Is that what the definition of servant is in your mind? Anyway, quick time out, come back and talk a little bit more about this. And I got some other things, some sound bites I want to play too that looks like it's going to happen uh, in hour number 2 today. So sit tight, be back in just a minute. Welcome back. So these two things, even though they seem maybe unrelated at first, the story we talked about at the beginning, how the Democrats are basically planning to – or setting the expectation that Trump's going to look like he annihilates Biden on election night, only to have this thing shift once the mail-in ballots begin to trickle in. Not trickle in, but they they come in like a, a force of nature, last minute force of nature. These ballots are going to come in from God only knows where, and they are going to move the swing, push the election into Biden's favor. So that story and then the story about Pelosi, these things are <clears throat> these things are related. I erroneously said that she had her mask on. She didn't have her mask on. How, this is according to the Fox News article. Actually, actually in accordance or in, in um, after looking at Surveillance footage here. 
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon on Monday afternoon for a wash and blowout. Despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the coronavirus pandemic, Fox News has learned. In security footage obtained by Fox News and time-stamped Monday at 3.08 p.m. Pacific Time, the California Powerhouse is seen walking through e-salon in San Francisco with wet hair and without a mask over her mouth or nose. She's, she's sans mask. She's not wearing a mask. So these things, I think, are <clears throat> they're connected. They're connected because the show is, the performance is, anytime Nancy Pelosi's in public or a Democrat, you see Kamala and Biden had a socially distant conversation the other day. They were sitting about, I don't know, 15 or 20 feet apart in chairs talking about how terrible Trump is. This is pathetic stuff. I mean, just stupid looking stuff. Stupid content, stupid optics, but nonetheless, this is where we are. But when they go out there on the on the stage for all the world to see, their masks will be on. They will be socially distanced. Why? I'll tell you why. Because they want to reinforce this idea that it's so dangerous out there. People cannot go to polls on Election Day to vote. Why can't they go to polls on Election Day to vote? Because they need to vote by mail. Why do we need to vote by mail? Because it is easier to create a fraudulent situation by, you know, through the wide scale vote by mail than it is through violating voting, uh, you know, ha- having voter fraud at the polls. It can still happen there. It's just harder to do there. Now they've set the expectation that there's going to be so many ballots trickling in. It's a tsunami of ballots coming in. After, after election day, we're not going to be able to count these. Systems aren't going to be able to you know, keep up. States and local governments can't count these ballots, and we're going to need enough time so that when all is said and done, there's going to be enough ballots. I about said Hillary. Ballots for Biden to push him over the top days later after Trump appeared to be the winner on election night. Anyway, I got to take a break. Come back, wrap up hour number one. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. All right. Welcome back, folks. Here we are weighing moments of our number one. And we've got lots of other insane stuff to get to i've got a press conference from pete carroll coach of the seattle seahawks in the nfl i know that uh, many of you are not watching nfl anymore and i'm not watching it either but i just want you to listen next hour we're going to talk about some of the things he said i've got brian what is a stelter of cnn he's on c-span Callers are calling in, telling him that CNN is really um, a network that promotes lies and distorts truth, which kudos to that. Brian Stelter trying to talk himself out of that as well. So tensions are high in this country, and we should expect more of this as we move towards Election Day. But never fear. That's why we're here to walk you through each and every step of the way, folks. I still have hope for this wonderful nation. God bless America. I've got to go. Seeing a few on YouTube. SDG.